pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 334. Today I'm going to chat with Melissa Flannell, aka Modern Defense, discuss good news in California on ammo background checks, highlight the new global ordnance monolith, and talk about new dresses from Sestava. I'm your host, Ava Flannell, Melissa Flannell. Yeah, another Flannell in the house. Actually, Melissa's in my studio right now recording. Melissa isn't my studio, so nice. <laughs> All of the gun products and boxes really, you know, show okay, you know. where you're at in your life right now. Okay, listen, my life's a mess right now. <laughs> my Basically, what my office looks like is kind of what my brain looks like right now. <laughs> but in my defense, I'm still playing catch up from SHOT Show and uh, there's just products everywhere. All right. So before we start talking about Melissa Flanell, uh, I'm going to talk about BSF barrels real quick. I know I talk about their barrels all the time, but they also have bolt carrier groups, which a lot of people never really think about upgrading their BCG, but a good quality BCG is actually one of the most important things in putting together a well-running gun. They have BCGs for both AR-15s and AR-10s in either black nitride or nickel boron. In the AR-15, you can get them for like standard 5.56, 300 blackout, as well as 6.5 Grendel and 9mm, ranging from 169 to 189, depending on the finish that you're looking for. And then when it comes to the AR-10 platform, they range from 189 to 229, which is even more competitive for a good BCG. I have them in quite a few of my guns, and I'm really pleased with how they operate. If you guys are thinking about buying one, head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, and that's getting you 15% off your entire order, which is a hell of a deal. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Melissa, welcome to my show. It's so nice to finally have you on. Actually, the Patreons of Gun Funny, they wrote in my Patreon group recently. They were like, you know, because I announced that Eric was no longer on my other show, Pew Pew Panel, which, by the way, guys, if you haven't tuned into that podcast, definitely give it a listen. I have a new co-host yet again. I swear it is not me. It's actually them. But a lot of people were like, man, you should just get your sister on. You guys should just like put out a show. And I was like kind of thinking about it because it would be cool to just record and we're both local. But I was like, you know what? Let's see how this one goes first. You know, see, see how bad you screw it up. No, less. I also do a lot of work in my own time and I don't even know if I would have a lot of time for that, but um, I appreciate you having me on today. This is really exciting, and this is the first time that I've been on your show. And honestly, it's kind of um, doesn't even feel like um, I don't know that regimented because it's really just you and me, kind of just talking over coffee. Yeah, I know, and I'm actually still in my PJs, which is one of the reasons why we don't have video on this podcast because most of the episodes are recorded in my PJs. And she's also wearing a robe right now, so it looks really All bad. right. You know what? This is why <laughs> I don't do interviews in person. Yeah. Um, but okay, so starting off, before we start talking about like how you got in the industry, 
I thought that it would be kind of fun to go down memory lane and talk about some of the stuff that we did like as children. So yes, a lot of people have asked, even at SHOT Show, they came up to me and they were like, is it true that your dad's Dragon Man or are you just like pulling like the ultimate prank on everyone? Because I haven't been that vocal about him being my dad. But yes, he is my biological dad. We grew up with him. And it was kind of interesting, like even going back to kindergarten, remember when dad used to come to our school with the dragon bike? And if you guys aren't familiar with the dragon bike, it like blows flames out of the mouth and he'd dress up like a gorilla for Halloween. <laughs> he, he would he would come to our school dressed as a gorilla on his dragon bike. So that was always really entertaining and really exciting for us because we had like really like the coolest dad. <laughs> yeah. But as we got older, you know, we were like, hey, dad, maybe don't do that anymore because I'm having a hard time getting a boyfriend and I'm 16 now and I haven't even had my first kiss. Exactly. Yeah. I do want to say, you know, some people have asked me if they do know dad's last name and our last name. You know, it's we essentially took on mom's last name because she never actually changed her last name. She never wanted to take on dad's last name. So we always had a hyphenated name. Yeah. And we go by our mom's last name, but we are, you know, 100% yes. of our dad. We are Bernsteins. We <laughs> we have that Jewish nose. I we mean, do. We yeah. definitely got dad's nose. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was really fun growing up, um, you know, on a shooting range. And I don't even know if we really even cared that much about guns. Like we were just around them all the time. It wasn't really a big deal to us. I think we were more concerned about gathering like tadpoles out of the pond when it rained oh from gosh. the shooting ranges. Yeah. Dude, you guys have no idea what kind of childhood we had. So... Yeah. So we, most people don't realize this, but we did in fact grow up like we, we were raised in a house and on the same property was my parents' business. And there was the shooting range and whenever it would rain, which it rained a lot when we were younger, it doesn't rain as much now here in Colorado, but we'd get like these huge ponds and then they'd fill up with We would bowls. bring home uh, horny toads and yeah. like frogs. <laughs> and um, actually Ava's like very, you know, really girl and I am to the point too but we definitely grew up like yeah we were in the like, sticks a little bit yeah we were like little boys like we were like covered in mud and like how we don't have lead poisoning I have no idea <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> so it was fun though and then I don't think that people knew that um mom and dad had a farm that we we had cattle we had horses there was a time where we got mad at you know mom and dad and we actually took bread from was it geese or ducks no they had bulls so they had well, so they got rid of most of the farm when we were born or like after, I don't know, I think when I turned five, but they did have a ton of cows. Lots of Dad was like a stuff. cowboy. Yeah. He used to wear like leather chaps. People wouldn't believe it if we didn't have pictures to prove it. He but branded they, he branded the cows with his name, M-E-L. That was his brand. Yeah. And I remember they used to have branding parties and I used to cry because like it would hurt the cows. But we got mad. So we ran the um, bread from the cage to mom's and mom and dad's room inside the house. And they came home and there was geese and ducks everywhere inside the house house. and my mom was like yelling and screaming trying to get these ducks out and as the ducks are getting scared you know they're crapping all over the place (laughs) so there was a lot and then there was like that time where the bull almost it was coming it was charging at me and Ava actually like pulled me through the fence and I have a um, scar still on my stomach from the barbed wire um, yeah. getting my stomach and Ava saved me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also people don't realize that we also grew up, um, you know, with a dad who worked all the time in the mm-hmm. shop. And it's it was so good that we did live on the same property where dad worked because we probably wouldn't have seen him. But yeah. he also built up a lot of good work ethic in us because if we didn't sweep the shop well, then we would get yelled at. Yeah, we, I mean, 
I definitely, it's funny because like growing up, I think, you know, when you're young, you're like, wow, I wish my dad would do this. I wish my dad would go on vacations with us or spend more time with us. And like, I still wish that. But like, I also, as I get older, realize like how much both of our parents instilled in us. And I definitely think you and I both have really good work ethic. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point where we look like crap most days because (laughs) we're we're just killing ourselves. (laughs) I do have to say, you know, when dad was first starting the museum, you know, I remember when he had his first building, he extended it 18 times now and he needed a permit for the initial building. And what made mom such a boss was that he couldn't get the permit from the planning commission. So mom joined the planning commission. She actually became chairman of the board. Yeah. And she came home one day. She put the, the paperwork on the desk and said, babe, I got you approved. Yeah. Like, was, I mean, she didn't start off as chairman of the board. She had to work her way up. But like, yeah, mom was like, definitely. She made it happen. Yeah. She was a boss biash. Yeah. <laughs> so and in fact, it's funny because everybody feared my dad, but really it was my mom that you had to fear. <laughs> my dad was just like, okay, you know what? Say you're sorry. But like my mom was the one who yeah. really kind of laid it down. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So, but yeah, we had a good childhood. And now you work at the store. Yeah. And you help run dad's business, which I give you a lot of credit for because I don't think I'd have the patience. I mean, I was just there the other day and I wasn't even working. And some guy came in from USCCA (laughs) and I was talking to him and dad, who is almost 80 years old at this point, I don't think people realize how old he is. And he's just getting a little grouchy in his old age. I mean, he's always been kind of grouchy. (laughs) He hates it when people are just talking and not working. Yeah. And he was like getting mad at me. And then he like yelled at the USCCA guy who I'm friends with. Oh, man. And so then you were teaching a class and I texted you and I was like, oh, my gosh, like dad is like he's a lot. He's a lot. (laughs) He's 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 really like my main job is to just, you know, supervise dad and make sure that uh you know he doesn't kill anybody some days yeah he's he's you know really great customers too but he just he's always working he's always very focused yeah but if you get him on a good day though he's like the best guy ever (laughs) sometimes you know flip of a switch he's it's just that generation i think i don't know but yeah so my you know whole goal in life was to you know work at the place where i grew up at yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so actually what you guys wouldn't believe is uh, melissa and i did not want to have a career in guns or the gun industry nope i never thought i would be in business um well you actually went to school for what biology yeah so i did actually graduate i killed myself in college and i have a background in evolutionary biology i even studied in um, alaska marine biology where i did like outdoor studies i lived in snow caves i did uh you know research you know in pretty isolated settings um i even lost toenails to frostbite so i do hold a degree (laughs) i am capable of uh you know other stuff but um yeah i mean after graduating and just not really sure if I want to pursue a master's because a lot of those jobs required a master's degree. I just kind of preoccupied myself in a corporate setting to pay the bills. And then around that time, mom had passed away and you had started your business and you were pretty in the thick of that. So dad asked me if I would come and help him manage the business because he wasn't going to do it all by himself. And it was, I like to tell people, it's really hard finding good help and people who really care about your business. So, and mom obviously did all the paperwork and everything. So dad really didn't know a whole lot about that. And I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go on to pursue the, you know, the biology aspect. And I didn't really care to just get dressed up and wait in traffic all day to make someone else money. You know, so I figured why not 
put time into working towards my own legacy and, and making more money for myself and building up the business. And at this point, it's kind of history. And every time that I think about leaving, I think about leaving dad alone. And I just can't bring myself to do that. Yeah, I know. That's how you got in the industry. So essentially, my story is I, you know, I left New York after living there for eight years and then moved home. I lived with dad for a year because he didn't even know where the microwave was or how to work the washing machine, which we don't, he doesn't even own anymore. So for those who don't know, our dad doesn't own, he doesn't have a fridge in his house, a microwave or a washer and dryer. Yeah, it's, it's um, great. He has one cup, no plates, no silverware. <laughs> yeah. He, him and I were both nominated for most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, yeah, hands down, I don't even hold a light to him because I'm all about that high thread bamboo sheets, you know, and uh, my dad's like living with one cup and no refrigerator. <laughs> so we do have a microwave in the shop and, you know, he'll, he'll, he knows how to cook soup and that's really neat. Yeah. So um, he, he eats out every single day. Well, before I start talking more about your career, Melissa, I want to take a quick break. Talk about Gators. We both happen to be sponsored by Gators, and we both look great in them, I got to say. I mean, we pull them off pretty well, but I'm actually kind of curious because I don't think I know this about you, but what are your favorite lenses that they make? So my favorites are obviously the Skyhooks Polarize that we both like. I do like the Delta Ballistics with the daytime anti-fog. Mm -hmm. And then I really like their Blast Shield models because it's super easy to change out the lenses, extremely durable frames and then you get the option of you know daytime nighttime yeah uh, ballistic lenses and those actually like really cover all of your eyes like if you're doing some like a lot of shooting or shooting machine guns or something oh yeah i'm like oh those are the way to go definitely nothing's flying down you know nothing's I, getting to your eyes in those lenses definitely i i really do like the gators um products yeah I and mean, the skyhook is like my everyday i never thought that i could pull off like aviators uh, which is what the skyhooks are. But like lately, I'm like, dang, I look like a bala, <laughs> you know? And then if I'm feeling real cray, I use the gold ones, mm -hmm. the gold lenses. And I'm just like, yeah, man, look at me. And then I got my Louis Vuitton purse. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know, get my Range Rover. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they have multiple uses, obviously. <laughs> yeah. If you want to feel like a baller or if you just want to, you know, protect yourself on the range, they got you covered. Check it out, gators.com forward slash Ava15, all one word. And uh, if you use that URL, you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. Let's talk about all the stuff that you do. So you're also a firearms instructor, which you've been doing now for eight years, right? Um, Nine, going on my ninth year. Okay, yeah, because so. I'm going on my 11th. Mm -hmm. Man, we're like, that's a long time, really. It is. And I feel like the older we get, the time just kind of flies. And the less patience we have. But uh, <laughs> I have actually, I mean, I've certified over, I think, like 14,000 people at this point. Yeah. When I, you know, started working at Dragon Man's again, it just was like a natural byproduct that I would obviously just, you know, teach classes and stuff. So I do manage Dragon Man's. And then I also manage six social media pages. So those of you who follow my page, I do content as well. But um, during the week, I essentially do everything from, you know, hiring, firing employees, coordinating schedules. I do all of our product ordering. So firearms, ammunition, suppressors, accessories. I research new companies. You know, I bring in new companies to the store, um, new products to the store. I do all of our website maintenance, 
bookkeeping, financial management, taxes, obviously customer service, emails, special ordering, ATF and NFA compliance, record management. You know, I plan and execute events, raffles, giveaways. I hope to have a good event this year at Dragon Man's. And um, we actually have a paintball uh, field, so I manage our paintball equipment and our legal compliance. And obviously, my uh, most important job is uh, supervise dad and keep him out of trouble. Girl, did you just read off your resume to me? I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wanting everyone to know exactly how much, how much I do. I put in <laughs> and, you know, and dad doesn't even realize all of the stuff that I do. And if you could pass this along to him and let him know why I need a raise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no kidding. So I do a lot there. And um, we do actually have employees that help us. I'm the type of person that... And it's a and it's a flaw, I feel like, but I feel like if I don't do it myself, then it doesn't mm -hmm. get done right. So I feel like that's what kind of was something that like mom and dad both taught us. Right. Because mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like, I'm just like, oh, I could ask somebody to do it. But I'm like, no, they're not going to do it right. And, and I'm like, just let me do it. If I have someone else do it, then I also have to check over it. And that's creating work for me, too. So then I'm like, why don't I just do it myself? Yeah. Um, so I hopefully in the next couple of years, I've. I will kind of let go of that control a little bit and maybe allow some people to do some of those things, but maybe um, get a manager or something. Yeah. Who knows? You are planning an event in September, which we were just talking about uh, before we started recording the show. And I was like, you know what, Melissa, I could help you. I could bring a ton of companies to this event. So we might be coordinating that together, but it is going to be open to the public. Yes. And so if any listeners are like, hey, yeah, I want to come out and, you know, visit with all these companies and shoot all these cool guns. It's going to be taking place in Colorado at Dragon Man's. I don't think we have a definitive date just I, yet. I do. Oh, you do? It's going to be September 14th and 15th. Okay. So September 14th and 15th. So stay on the lookout for details. But if you guys want to book your trip to Colorado now, it'd probably be a good time. Much cheaper travel. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. So essentially in the past, we always had a machine gun shoot. Mom and dad have been doing that for years and years. And I and it used to be like really cool. Like it used to be, I mean, you, they used to go all out. They'd like blow up cars. They'd get the flamethrower. And I will say, I think my dad's just kind of like burnt out on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, eh, yeah, whatever. And it's just not as much of a like. He's not ex as excited about it as he used to be, which makes sense. Like he's been doing yeah. this for 50 years. So yeah. I sort of took it upon myself to to make it better. And essentially now I've included these components where I bring in um, other companies to where not only do you shoot machine guns, but you get to actually try out industry products, industry firearms, suppressors, you know, actually interact with a lot of these companies. And then we do like a massive giveaway, um, a raffle, and then we do museum tours. And hopefully this year I'm thinking about doing like force on force airsoft stuff, maybe in the paintball field. Or just bringing in some, you know, people from the industry that um, customers would like to interact with as well. And then also more machine guns and full auto rentals. Yeah, um, which is so fun. I mean, it's crazy to think that you and I shoot like full autos and machine guns like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And some people have never done it in their entire life. Yeah, I mean, people, we get so many people from overseas that come over for this event. They are from, you know, England and Germany and just all over Australia. And they did. They love it. They literally look forward to this and they book their tickets like right now for the event. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like, it's so crazy though, that there's people that have never experienced a full auto. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, speaking of full auto, I just recently released a video, me dressed like a boy again. <laughs> Let's just say my dad's like, uh, you're dressed like that again. And I'm like, yeah, dad, I like it. <laughs> Didn't you always want a boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of us. <laughs> 
And then yesterday I was recording the full auto portion and Melissa came down and she's like, what are you doing? You're scaring the customers because there was customers on the range and I did it on the public range. <laughs> I'm like, we have our own individual ranges. So I just didn't want to drive that far. Okay. And it was a little muddy. Yeah. But you did, you did a mag dump and yeah, it's something that we do honestly on a weekly daily basis. And yeah. We definitely somewhat take it for granted. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. You use a lot of their products and you, you use a, don't you teach your students about the Mantis I promote, well? I promote Mantis in every single one of my classes. I essentially encourage them to use it during like the winter when they don't maybe want to get to the range. It's cold out. You can save on ammo over time. There's people that will be shooting for five, 10 years and they don't even know what they're doing wrong. They're still doing the same thing, mm-hmm. expecting different results. And with the Mantis, you can essentially figure out within 10 minutes what you've been doing wrong for all these years. Yeah. And the best part is that you can use it with dry or live fire. Mm-hmm. So you can essentially bring it to the range with live ammo and have an instructor right there telling you what you're doing wrong. But did you have a chance to check out the Mantis booth when you were at SHOT Show? I did not. I was I know. trying it's, to... Well, there was like booths that you checked out that I was like, dang it, I wish I checked those out. And like, I'm There sure was just not enough up. time. No. Not to mention you were like drunk for one of the days. We don't talk about that. The, okay. We're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I work all the time. Okay. I deserve <laughs> to have had a fun. You had to let loose. Uh, Vegas was going to be the death of me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, when I went over to Mantis, I didn't know this, but like their laser academy. So they've included a new system where it's kind of like taking classes and you get to the new, like the next level. And apparently you have to score a hundred percent in order to get to the next level. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, so I was like, man, I'm going to teach my students about this because after people take a class, like, you know, just taking one class is not going to be sufficient enough. Like you should constantly practice. And like Melissa said, you don't always get to the range or ammo is expensive, but this would be a great way to just practice inside your home and then just keep getting better. And it's kind of nice because you don't even have to pick like, okay, what are we going to do today? Maybe we'll, you know, try out this new or just shoot point blank at the target this literally walks you through and it's called the Laser Academy. You could get it for like the full on kit, $150 or just the portable kit, $99, which if you think about, you know, the cost of ammo, that's like mm-hmm. a few boxes of 50 rounds. So check it out, mantisx.com. Speaking of SHOT Show, what were some of your favorite things that you saw? Okay, well, on the days where I was not in my hotel room hungover. (laughs) Which, for the record, (laughs) I made it to the floor every day. There was some nights, there was one night, actually, where I didn't eat much and I was drinking. And I was like, oh, man, I think I'm a little tipsy. And then also what screws you over is there's no damn windows in vegas no so you're like oh it's still 10 p.m and i look and i was you like it's no 2 a.m i gotta go the lights are on that air is just that oxygen is just pumping out yeah you have no idea i didn't even know that my body was capable of doing this i know at my age but i didn't get home one night until 4 30 in the morning oh girl and i have not gotten home that late i think in over a decade <laughs> so i i thought that like immediately once it becomes like 1 a.m like my body just dies or something yeah and i didn't know what time it was and it was just fun i actually did not have any intention of like partying all night or anything but i think it's just so exciting when you you have so many friends in the industry and you, you know you all come together, together. it was yeah. just really fun for me to like finally reconnect with a lot of people that i've been talking to for, you know, the last year that I had just haven't gotten to see. And I have a lot of good friends in the industry at this point. But yeah, I wish I could have made it to more booths. Um, <laughs> but the ones that I did make it to that I really 
enjoyed. And, and we were on the range on Monday and I really enjoy actually going to the range and shooting these things. So I'm exciting products from the range day. And my favorite was, you know, and maybe people will disagree with me, but I really like the Flux Defense Raider for the P365 because yeah, I do own several 365 variants. I'm excited for the 365 Legion. And, you know, that one essentially fits into a holster. And then upon release of your spare magazine, it automatically releases your initial mag. Mm-hmm. So it actually allows you for a very, very quick mag change and allow you to get on target a lot quicker. So I really like that one, the Flux Defense and um, just all of the antimatter products as well. Speaking of antimatter, I also, you know, a lot of people out there are going to say this is a gimmick and you know, maybe it is, but I really liked it. And it was the electronic scope switch. So they essentially had the manual scope switch. Oh, is that, that's also with uh, Flux, the company that... So like, it kind of looks like you're like, I hate to say it, excuse my language, but you're giving it a hand job. Well, so now you're not. Oh, that's <laughs> and, um, really awkward. You're like, it's a really cool product, but man, this is so... And I don't like to, you know... T- Fondle my guns like that, I guess. <laughs> oh, I do. I do it all the time when no one's looking. <laughs> so now I can just, you know, it's the flip of a switch and it was electronic. So, you know, as far as what is that going to cost? I have no idea, but I thought it was super cool. And then obviously I I did get to the CZ booth. I shot the DWX Compact. Oh, my God. Kind of fell in love with D- that. Wait, DWX Compact? Who makes that? So it's essentially like CZ. They partner with like Dan Wesson. And oh. um, it's got a really, really light trigger, really quick reset, very, very minimal recoil. And along with that, I love their CZ Shadow 2 Compact, which also had minimal recoil considering the barrel length. I own the CZ Shadow 2. Yeah, that's full like size. always your go-to range. Go I now, love so. it. And yeah. the CZ Compact just feels like it might be my next... I um, shot that at Trigger Con. I thought it was okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it had a really nice trigger on it. So but... then if you want to spend like another $600, you can do the DWX. And I really like that one. And then also, obviously, Staccato came out with their C2, I believe it's called. And maybe not entirely for women, because I do feel like women have smaller hands, but it actually it essentially has more real estate for the grip. So I think a lot of men will really appreciate that one that came hmm. out. You know, I still have not shot a Staccato. What? I just... I know. I don't know why, but I'm just like, meh. So I'm a little bit biased to Staccato because they still have not approved our dealer application for Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. So them. screw them. So screw them until yeah. they want to approve me. And I have been talking to some of the reps over there and I'm trying to get that pushed through. So if you guys are listening to this, my Dragon Man customers and myself and our employees would love your products in our mm-hmm. store. But I don't know then I still I still obviously like Staccato and especially when it was STI. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What else? Palmetto State kind of ran the gamut. Oh, dude, they came out with like 15 new guns this they year. They did. The Poor Man's MP7, which I'm a huge yes. fan of B&T, so I do have their TP9. I full audited it, so obviously like... Oh, dang, girl. That's going to be my You didn't too. even tell me this. I could have been shooting it, it this whole time. You could have. And um, I got in the, um, the suppressor for it and everything. I put on some A3 tactical products, so... Kind of uh, made it look really cool. So the Palmetto State's MP7, I'm like, like you got nothing on me. But obviously, like I do love AKs. I l- am super excited for their crank to come out. The STG44, obviously, like with the museum, like I'm a huge history nut. So to have that finally in, you know, five five six or mm-hmm. six by thirty nine instead of obviously like the Blue Line Solutions twenty two is extremely exciting for me. But uh, I did hear that it might still be 
another couple of months before that one actually does finally come out. So doesn't that kind of suck? Like you see all the stuff at SHOT Show and they're like, well, this is still the prototype. It hasn't released. Yeah. Which I get it. Everyone's <clears throat> in a hurry to like, re- you know, to put something out for SHOT Show and it have all suck. these, you know, have all the media and stuff talk about your product. But I wish they would at least just say this is the ETA or, yeah. you know, I mean, the Holosun thermals, like they're not even coming out for like, you know, one or two months, but they released it last year and now they're handgun thermal optic, super exciting stuff. But yeah, like, but when are we going to see that? I know they haven't even released the other one, which <laughs> I said, actually, in Pew Pew panel, I accidentally got the night vision one mm-hmm. and by accident. Mm-hmm. And they were like, again, sh- excuse my language, shitting bricks. <laughs> and so many of them called me and they were like, how did you get this? You can't, you know, and luckily I called them and I was like, hey, guys, I just got this. I'm going to put out a video. I just wanted to make sure it was OK because I don't really see anything online because I thought they released it. Uh-oh. And they were like, do not put out that video. <clears throat> that is not. Yeah, they usually don't like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have just put it out and gone viral. But, you know, I do have some friends over there and figured, you know, I should do the right thing. Plus, I hate to say it, but at this point, it sounds like they've changed so much since the one that I got. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like, cool, once they release it, I could just release my video because it's going to be so outdated. But it would be kind of cool to see how they change things, I guess. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited because it's very affordable and it'll finally be coming out. Yeah, affordable-ish, you know, much more affordable than than you would see. Right. Um. What else? I obviously... I don't know. I put up this like reel during Christmas that I really wanted, you know, night vision. So I did hit up the Nocturne Industries booth. So they're making some really great stuff for, you know, for your helmet, for for night vision and so forth. I visited uh, my friends over at the Agilite booth and I so much respect to those guys because they're literally over in Israel, like fighting Mm -hmm. and then like going back to the store and and working and it's like really hard for me to even wrap my mind around that. I'm like, wait, so you're actually out there fighting and then you're still here like for SHOT Show, like to just, yeah. you know, have a good head on your shoulders and be able to like just like promote products. And that was wild to me. Um, so and they also promoted their product in regards to the fact that they are using it in the like in war, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So I thought it was really um, a great product. And, you know, if it's being used in war, like that's the product that I kind of want to buy. Right. Because I feel like once you, especially you ever do like a class and you're using a product and like things are breaking and you're like, cool, I couldn't even fire off 500 rounds in a day class. And <laughs> exactly. this isn't really, this is not, I mean, it's easy to fire off 50 rounds and be like, it's cool. It felt good. But like to really put it through the, you know, the runner and like Definitely. get it dirty and definitely know. and have it hold up. So I really like those guys. Um, obviously, you know, there's there were so many products there. Um, I really appreciated Genesis Arm, you know, part yeah, they've with like Terrain. Really, they've really made a name for themselves in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I, I mean, they stepped up with the marketing. Obviously, it probably helped that Terran, you know, they partnered with them. And I think it was in the John Terran or Yeah, Terrence. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Terran, Terran, whatever. We don't care about him. No. I will say, Amanda, do you see him at SHOT Show? He's not really looking so good. So I thought, I don't know if everyone caught his speech at the Gundy Awards. Yeah, his, it was. His it speech was, was actually. It was good. Legit. Completely uncensored, completely unfiltered. Like basically he said, we need to stop fighting within the industry and hating each other. But I was like, oh, says so the guy who uh, got in trouble for, you know, or got caught treating his 
employees slash girlfriends slash I don't even know. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. who knows? But um, he was essentially like, we need to go after these anti-gun people. And like, I mean, he's not wrong, you though. Know. I mean, there is a lot of internal fighting, but it is kind of hard, like, especially when some of these people screw you over. Like, I just got screwed over by somebody that I didn't think I was going to get screwed over. Uh -oh. All right, Ava, take it down. I'm take still down. really <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> Let's keep it to guns. I had to put out a lot of fires before SHOT Show, and that was really cool. Just what <laughs> I needed. But yeah, I mean, he had a good speech. Um, but Genesis Arms, they, the, you know, the, the PDW shotgun essentially didn't have a whole lot of recoil compared to a lot of shotguns that we yeah. shoot. You know, you shoot some of these shotguns and you literally feel like you got a concussion. Well, I don't know. So we both shot the Panzer Arms, mm -hmm. which that was my first time shooting any Panzer Arm products. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I didn't think it was really bad. Like we shot quite a bit. I will say, though, the next day my shoulder did hurt a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we got into it. We were just like, all right, like we did know. mag dumps. We did hardcore like, mag we dumps. Did, we did drum mags of 12 gauge. We were like, just... let's see how fast we can shoot. Yeah. And was... they did make a good product. They have the um, they have, like, sort of replica M4 variant. It's a replica of like the Benelli M4. Yeah. yeah it was because, cool. So Benelli, uh, I guess they just, maybe their patents up. So all these, you know, all these companies are coming out of the woodworks, which is kind of good because now people can get, you know, a much better shotgun for a lot less. All right, cool. Whale, wrapping things up. If you guys want to hear more about some of the new products that came out, definitely check out Pew Pew Panel, episode 37, where I talk with Chad about all of the new guns. And we cover majority of them. We go into quite a bit of detail. But in the meantime, so Melissa, if anybody wants to take a class from you or they want to follow you on social media, what are the best ways to get in contact with you or to follow you? Yeah, so they can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram. My Facebook is Modern Defense. My Instagram is Modern underscore Defense. And YouTube, I think it's Modern Defense. Um, and also, if they want to take a class, my website is Modern Defense 1, the number one dot com, or they can actually sign up also on DragonMans.com website. You know, my, my social media is kind of funny because I actually don't promote a lot of what I do Ugh, like during my actual business work, you know, because I feel like it's it's boring. I sit at a computer, like I'm ordering products. Like, Hello, guys. Here I am looking at the 4473. Yep, here I am doing my compliance sheets and, you know, my bookkeeping. And so I try to keep it fun and entertaining. And I post a lot of new guns or just fun guns that, you know, maybe people can't really get their hands on and and so forth and just trying to keep things light and fun on my pages. But uh, and I honestly should post more teaching content, but I feel like I've been doing this for nine years and I feel like everything that I really wanted to teach, all of that content I've already done, you know, like how many times can you re redo content and how many times can you say the same thing over and over? Yeah. Obviously, there's new things that you can teach all the time and um, there's progressive things coming out in the industry. So I, sh I should do more teaching content. I just think that, you know, seeing new guns and all that is, is just a little bit more exciting. Well, it's also tough because some of the students may not want to be shown on social media. Like they may not. And that want, too. You know, yeah, so I don't promote a lot of like actually what's going on in my classes because I'm I'm not wanting to put everyone's face out there. Yeah, entirely. All right, cool. We'll go ahead and give my sister a follow. Moving on with the rest of the show. IWI. IWI. Melissa, you have quite a few IWI products. What are your favorites? So I have their Galil. I have copycat. Their I have the Gen One Galil, copycat. Do you have the Gen One? No. Do you, <laughs> do you have the pistol or the rifle? I have the pistol in seven sixty by three. Copycat. 
Do you have the rifle or the pistol? No, I have the pistol, but it is 762 by 39. Okay, well, I got it like four years ago. Okay, whatever. What else do you have? <sighs> and then I have the um, IWI Uzi Pro. Okay, same, same. And then I also have the Masada. Obviously, I love the Masada. Which one? You have the tactical, the original, or I you got have... that slim? I got that tactical model. Okay, so you could put a can on it. That's right. What else? I, you know, I think that's all I have, honestly. You know what you guys should start carrying at the store? Oh, and there's Zion. Okay, so what do you think about the Zion? I love it. I know. I think you guys should start carrying some of those at the store because they're so inexpensive comparatively. Okay, so this like goes to show how little my sister knows what we carry at the store because I have them on my wall Dude, right I would have been selling them then whenever I help customers, which you gotta admit, when I'm at the store, I'm like, okay, you guys need one of these and these. She and these. just becomes a little gunslinger. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the Zions are actually kind of hard to to get in sometimes and keep on the shelf, obviously, because yeah. they're one of the best ARs that you can get at the best price. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, well, if you guys want to check out more about IWI, I also did an interview with Jeremy, which surprisingly has gotten quite a few views on YouTube. Uh, just search Ava Flannel. That's one N, two L's. And Jeremy walks us through most of the products that they have. But again, IWI.us. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political Ammo is back on the menu. So our favorite California judge, Roger Benitez, keeps working to give Californians their rights back. On Wednesday, he announced he is ruling that California's law requiring background checks on ammunition is unconstitutional. Prop 63 was passed eight years ago and requires the following background checks for purchases, paying for ammo purchasing permits, making it illegal to transfer ammunition except through a licensed dealer, bans on online sales, and creates a centralized list of everyone with an ammo permit. The case, Road versus Bonta, has worked its way up and down the court system for the last eight years and was remanded back to Judge Benitez after the Bruin decision. In the analysis, he said, the state's ammunition background check regimen turns constitutional presumptions the wrong way around. It treats all citizens as if they do not enjoy a right to buy ammunition. It forces Americans to entreat and supplicate the state for permission. This is not the language of a right. This is the language of a government license or grant of privilege. The law is now enjoined from enforcement for the second time. The state immediately requested Judge Benitez stay his decision because it is, quote unquote, jeopardizing public safety. And if not to stay it for 10 days so that they could ask the Ninth Circuit for a stay. Judge Benitez denied both requests, stating the court has given the state plenty of opportunity and time to provide analogs or other evidence to demonstrate the validity of its ammunition background check laws. So as of right now, the state is barred from enforcing the law and Californians can purchase ammo like most of the country. That said, get your ammo right away because the makeup of the Ninth Circuit makes it likely the state will get the request for a stay granted like they did with the mag ban law, which you guys all remember that. I think they called it Freedom Week. Everyone was ordering all of the high capacity magazines. But now is your time, guys. If you're in California, jump on it, order all of the ammo. You can get it sent to your door. You do not have to go through a background check. You don't have to go to a dealer. You don't need to get one of those stupid ammo permits, which is ridiculous. And I know that there's a ton of people in California that are pro 2A, that enjoy guns. 
I think actually the top three states of people that listen to my podcast, I think California is number one. So guys, take advantage and see what it feels like to be like everyone else in the United States where they could literally have ammo dropped off at their door, which reminds me actually federal just dropped off a pallet of ammo at my door because thankfully they sponsor me and uh, I made a funny video about it. But yeah, I mean, what a crazy time to think you cannot get ammo sent in mail through your door. That is just crazy because it's not the ammo, you know, doing anything at all. I know. Um, and they shouldn't be able to regulate that whatsoever. I don't know how that's not completely unconstitutional. I know. I know. So thankfully for Judge Benitez, I mean, he is definitely a hero. But hopefully this doesn't get overturned. I guess we'll see. But yeah, definitely jump on it and take advantage. With that being said, I think more people need to become more proactive in fighting these laws. Mm -hmm. Most people just kind of allow it to happen and don't really do a lot. And, you know, if there's ever a chance to testify at your Capitol or just write to your, you know, congressman and stuff, like Mm -hmm. you definitely need to. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Amy Kruger, and like I said in the previous episode, we met at the Nashville Rose Retreat, and Amy actually won this trip uh, to go on the SIG Retreat because she was so active in the community Facebook group. But carrying on with the rest of the interview, Amy, what were your favorite parts about the retreat? I would have to say that my absolute favorite part was just meeting all the different women from various walks of life and different places in their firearms journey uh, and and being so different, but bonding over that one shared belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there really was, I mean, there was a really good group of people, but I would definitely say that we were all very different. Like, I wouldn't say that, I don't know, it's kind of like, I don't know if I would have been friends with everybody or, or talk to everybody, I guess, outside of the retreat. But then when you're all in the same room and you're kind of doing this together, you definitely, you know, you get to know like one another and it, it definitely kind of opened your eyes too. And and it was just kind of nice to see like how many different people from, you know, like you said, all walks of life are into guns and we all kind of like share this, you know, this hobby, I guess. So yeah, I agree with you. That was kind of nice too. Is there anything specific like that we did during the retreat that you were like, wow, this is freaking like really cool? Oh gosh. I mean, the whole retreat was friggin' cool. <laughs> so I don't, um, I, I did really enjoy, you know, the range time and getting to see, like I said, I'm still pretty new um, myself, but, um, you know, there was lots of other women that were at the very beginning, you know, that even a couple, I think that never even shot a gun or mm-hmm. hadn't shot a gun in a long time. Um, and honestly, that was, one of the coolest parts to me was seeing people that were able to maybe overcome their fear that they knew that they believed in this and they wanted to be a part of it, but they just weren't quite there yet. And it was so awesome to be together as a group and overcome that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that answer. I'm assuming that you have, but have you used your P365 or any other guns since the retreat? Yes. And actually, so I did, I bought the 380. I have the nine as well. I honestly thought that the 380 was going to be my favorite. Uh The Rose uh, 365, the nine is actually 
it's actually one my heart over. It is my favorite. But so I've shot the 380, 365, and the nine millimeter, and then the Walther PDPF. And then I wouldn't say I got to spend a lot of time. I only maybe shot five, six rounds each. But and everyone's gonna laugh at me for this, but my pocketbook is is happy about it. So I shot a staccato. And I really thought like I was going to be blown away by it. And I really wanted to like them because they're produced here in Texas. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not a fan of the backstrap. I'm just not. Yeah. Uh, The backstrap safety. And then I tried. I've never shot a Glock before. I was told that this is kind of like a tricked out Glock, basically. Um, But I got to shoot a, um, I don't remember which model it was, but it was a a shadow system yeah that's what i was just gonna say it was probably shadow uh, systems and i was shocked that i actually liked how that shot better than the staccato but huh wow i don't think i've actually shot staccato either but like even if i did in a way i'm like nah you know what i'm good maybe i don't want to shoot it because what if i fall in love with it i'm not trying to drop like three thousand dollars on a gun exactly that's what <laughs> i was saying i was actually so happy that i i didn't know that they had that backstrap safety and when i saw that they all have one i'm like thank goodness yeah yeah <laughs> i really like i said i really love the the nine millimeter rose it's, to me it's just it's perfect do you think that it has a little bit less recoil than the 380 or does it fit your hand a little bit better like what is it that attracts you more to that nine versus the 380 i think that i don't think it necessarily is that it fits my hand better because i have pretty small hands i did get the 12 round magazine for the 380 and I do like that better but I just I don't know if it's because it's slightly larger because it is the XL but it definitely has more recoil than the 380 Mm -hmm. but I shoot so much better with it I mean I just I'm able I don't maybe it's the compensator but I'm able just to stay on target with it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely well, my third question I was going to ask if you felt more comfortable and confident shooting and using your firearm now, but it sounds like you definitely do, maybe with the exception of that LCP Max. <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know, it's, right yeah, but it's great to see that, like, you kind of got, you know, bit by the bug, as they say, and you're kind of just like, all right, what's next? Like, what else can I get? And you're kind of just like, you know, just going with it. And I love it. I would highly recommend that you revisit, you know, the the LCP and see, you know, if you can actually shoot it better. Because I think once you have a decent foundation of shooting fundamentals, I feel confident that anybody can shoot any gun well enough to, you know, at least hit the target. Yeah, I would recommend doing that because I'm kind of curious to see how it performs for you now that you have a little bit more experience under your belt. I will definitely... Okay, I'll I'll commit to packing it in the range bag next time. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will try it out. Awesome. All right. Well, Amy, thank you so much. And to hear Amy's last interview, make sure that you tune into next week's episode. In the meantime, check out sixhour.com forward slash Rose and join us in the community Facebook group. Just search for Rose Community. Caldwell. Muscle, you actually have their Claymore Target Thrower, which I didn't even know. I have one too. It's in my garage. 
But you actually, okay, so yours is kind of cool, like what you did. So you bought it to supply customers with for the business, right? Yeah. So I felt a little weird just asking Caldwell for a free uh, clay thrower that I was going to charge customers to use. So I was like, I asked them and they they delivered. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I just ordered it from our distributor and I was really excited about it because uh, we do have ranges and we do rent out clay throwers. Uh, Previously, a lot of these clay throwers required a battery to hook it up and operate it. This one does not require a battery. And if anyone has been to Dragon Man's, our range is about 20 feet away or so. So when people want to rent the clay throwers, we'd be like, oh, hold on. Here's this really heavy battery that you also (laughs) have to bring down there and hook up and all this stuff. The Claymore is awesome because it's battery free. Yeah. And you can just put all your clays in there, like press it it with your foot and then it has different you know, different uh, settings and multiple modes and stuff. Yeah. It holds 50 clays and apparently it'll throw anywhere from 55 to 70 yards. Oh yeah. Which is, it slings them out there. Yeah. So we, we rent them out a lot. Yeah. That's cool. So definitely better than like your hand thrown, you know, which I don't even know if I know how to work those things. So many people are out there using the hand throwers and I'm like, what are you like? You like, you know, ancient, uncivilized person happening. Right. You know, like get with the times and uh, it's just, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to work that hard anymore. Yeah, you could, other just, things. you could just step on it and you're going to have clays for days. Exactly. Um, so. so MSRP on that is $329. But think about this. If you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off as well as anything else on their website. So take advantage. CaldwellShooting.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Global Ordnance Monolith, which monolith is just such a weird word. But anyway, so they just announced the monolith at SHOT Show. I interviewed them from the show on Pew Pew panel, as well as Foxtrot Mike Products, who designed the one-piece mono barrel uh, used in this gun. So definitely go check it out. The interview's on YouTube. The mono barrel, it includes the barrel extension, gas block, and dead air chemo muzzle device, all milled from a single piece of steel, so everything is perfectly concentric. The gas tube also comes out at a 45-degree angle hole, which greatly reduces friction of the hot gas instead of a hard 90-degree hole. This means the barrel doesn't get nearly as hot. As if that isn't cool enough, Global Ordnance utilized the barrel in its bufferless AR design with a precision milled upper and lower receiver. The 16.1 inch 5.5 pound rifle version includes a nice side folding stock similar to a Magpul ARC. They also have the 12.6 inch pistol and SBR versions. Initially, it's going to be available in 5.56, but Foxtrot Mike hinted that there's going to be other calibers available. It includes a free float MLOC forend, AMB controls, flat face trigger, as well as the Foxtrot Mike paratrooper charging handle with an integral folding mechanism. So it's one hell of a cool gun. That is really cool. I know. I think they're going to send me one and I'm really excited to get my hands on one, but it's like genius. I like the idea of a monolith because there's less moving parts and less, you know, maybe less things that could screw up. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you guys are reloading ammo and making your own ammo, there's lots of options there, which we could go down a whole tunnel with that. I do have to add in because it says that it's um, got a dead air chemo probably attached to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but I, I have a chemo um, oh, pin and welded oh, to okay. my jackal. Well, okay, humble brag. 
But if you don't, I love my friends at Dead Air, but if you don't want to use a Dead Air can for the chemo, you can get the chemo adapter and then it essentially has the one piece that goes onto your chemo muzzle brake and then the other end is the hub standard uh, thread. So you can essentially fit on any sort of hub standard suppressor to that. Mm, that's Just actually, yeah, FYI. that's a really good point. MSRP on the gun is on this monolith is uh, 1299 which is a pretty good steal for all of that innovation. So check yeah. it out. Smith & Wesson, so at SHOT Show, they released a lever gun, which I'll be honest, I did not really get the chance to check it out. They call it the 1854 Lever Action, and it's going to be a rifle series. It's chambered in 44 mag. They have a limited edition wood and blued version or the stainless and black synthetic stock version. Both have bigger cowboy style loops on the lever. The forend on the synthetic version includes M-lock accessory slots at the front of the forend and Picatinny rails on the receiver, including excess uh, ghost ring sights, which I also interviewed them at SHOT Show too. Really great company. They have a nine round tubular magazine with a side loading gate. The stainless steel version is $1,279, and then the limited edition version is $3,499. Which I wonder, dang, limited edition, I wonder how many they are making. Hmm. But that's quite the price jump. It seems like everyone's making a lever gun now. Yeah, so I that's what I, I was <laughs> thinking. Like, in the last couple of years, everyone came out with a bolt action and a lever gun. Mm -hmm. Like, those were, and their own suppressors. There's lots of new suppressor companies out there, too. Shadow Systems just made a suppressor. It's crazy. I mean, I guess with all the new technology and, like, now they can, you know, 3D print, like, with Inconel and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know enough about suppressors to really say anything that's super knowledgeable, but... I mean, it's definitely getting easier. So, yeah, lots of companies definitely. jumping on the suppressor bandwagon, bull action, and now lever uh, lever guns. I am excited about the Marlin 1895 Dark Series. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's coming out. It's, you know, like $1,000 M-Lock railing throughout, but it's it seems like it's going to be pretty good quality compared to, like, a lot of these other companies that are just putting out, like, a half-assed levers. Yeah. What is it? Is it, like, because it's black, does it look tactical? Because that's exactly. the other thing is, like... Uh, the tactical lever gun, I'm kind of like, all right, you kind of have my attention on that one. Definitely. It it just looks sexy right out of the box. Yeah. And it doesn't really seem like you have to do a whole lot to it. Maybe change out the stock. It has a cheek riser. It has the M-lock railings. It has the pink rail on top, the removable muzzle brake to add on a suppressor because what's the fun of a lever if you can't mm, put on a suppressor true. as well? And it has the side loading gate. Especially if you got that tactical look, you got to add that can to it. Definitely. Yeah. Stupid. Funny. Cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. Sestava Dresses. So Sestava Arms is well known as Serbia's premier maker of Kalashnikov pattern rifles and other weapons and even artillery. They've been manufacturing weapons for more than 170 years. This year they branched out and did a little something different. So they partnered with I'm not even going to try to attempt this. Some girl named uh, Myona Batsovic-Otsikoviki. I don't know. <laughs> She's a Serbian entrepreneur, competitive shooter, fashionista, media personality, and more. She brought several fashion pieces from her brand called Let Her 
in the form of dresses. So the dresses are made from a combination of leather and empty brass cartridges. It looks like there was like a lot of like 762 by 39 cases, some 12 gauge shotgun shells, and then larger cartridges that I want to say they were like 30 odd six maybe. None of them had primers in them, so they'd never been fired before. So hopefully, I mean, thankfully it's a lot cleaner than, you know, spent cartridges. But anyways, yeah, I did actually see the dresses. I didn't really spend a lot of time looking at it, I'll be honest. But I got to imagine that they're probably one-off pieces and they may or may not be for sale. But definitely kind of cool. I don't know. It looked like... It kind of looked like something like from like the stone age era or something you know so i'm just no i never i didn't even get a chance to see them as the first time i'm even hearing about it but i'm just imagining you know here in colorado like the more north you go yeah you know wearing something like that like in boulder or just like you know walking down the street with them on in like a really really you know just just pissing off liberals with these like cartridge case uh shirts or something yeah yeah definitely turn some heads for sure but yeah anyways i mean kind of cool if you guys want to check it out there's a link in the show notes but yeah, I do wonder what they're going to be doing with it if it's, you know, but I, I mean, can you imagine wearing that? That's got to be so heavy because these weren't like, oh, it was like a bikini made out of, you know. Oh, I think casings. a bikini would be cool. It would definitely be cooler and a lot easier to wear, but yes. Or maybe like some sexy brass case lingerie, you know. Mm, yeah, you know, for the gun lover. <laughs> I mean, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It is. There you go. Can you imagine? Right. So, um, trying to think how that would even look honestly yeah i was like i don't know i mean yeah this is why i don't date guys in the industry they would have me wearing something like that whereas i'd be like all right well i can kiss my uh my uh status my black card status goodbye at victoria's secret definitely (laughs) all right so now it's time to wrap up so we do have one review it's from riviera 65 titled love this podcast five stars i look forward to listening to it each week And if you guys didn't know, so once I reach 10 reviews, I'm going to pick a lucky winner out of the 10 reviews, and I'm going to give away a pair of Gator's eyeglasses. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think their least expensive pair is like maybe $200. Mm -hmm. So not even like $270. No, I think their blast shields are $190, if I'm not mistaken. I think those are one of their more expensive. Really? Yeah, they're, they're pricey. They're like $400. I don't know. I think the blast shields are like 190 or maybe I'm thinking maybe Skyhope. There's there's one on there that's like mm-hmm. 190 But yeah, either way, they're not inexpensive glasses. They're definitely good quality glasses, but just a great way to win a pair of glasses if you just don't want to put out the money for it. All right, wrapping up. So you guys can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything. My YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Again, I cannot stress this enough. If you guys are listening to the show and you can't wait for me to put out another show, I highly recommend that you check out Pew Pew Panel, which comes out every Tuesday, whereas Gun Funny comes out every Monday. So that way, I will essentially be in your ear all week if you play your cards right and, uh, you know, listen in in small doses. So I have to add one last thing to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, people have maybe said some things in your uh, channels and, you know, your direct messages. And a lot of requests that I've been getting is for me and you to make a video with all of the really uh, like crazy vulgar messages that we've received in our DM. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, 
Can we, I mean, we can't show pictures because I don't know about you. Have you ever gotten a D pick? Oh, um, I've gotten some interesting things. And a couple of times I put it on my story. Like, can you believe that this guy said this to me? Or can you believe? Yeah. And they were like, you and Ava, she could just get together and show all. Compare, compare some DMs. The random DMs that we get. I think that would be really, Maybe really at this point I'll start saving them then because I usually just like, I'm like, delete, block. I never want that guy to look at my face again. <laughs> I'm like traumatized from some of these messages. I actually, believe it or not, I only got one D pick mm. and it was just so gross and pretty small. And I was like, I responded and I was like, wow, good for you for not being ashamed to show that thing. Yeah. It's really tiny. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty ballsy. Uh, yeah, I was like, just no like, pun intended. <laughs> if anybody is listening, any guys like no woman, unless they ask, they do not want to receive an unsolicited never picture like that. Ever. Like you guys don't look good naked. No, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so do not send those, um, to anybody, but I just thought that would be really funny. Maybe one day we'll, we'll start saving those because, uh, some of this stuff I can't even say on air because it's so inappropriate. I know. It's it's, it's crazy, but that's just something that I <gasps> we thought about. That. Yeah. yeah. We should actually definitely write in and let us know if there's anything that you would like to see Melissa and I do together because we do shoot often uh, together pretty often. Um, yeah. So. All right. And then if you guys enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon support it. I'd love for that support. And then you get access to our patron only Facebook group, which is like a big family. I'll admit, like even last week, I needed help with something. I asked the patrons. They came to the rescue and I just love them for that. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to be a part of a really nice tight group where we all have each other's back, but also make fun of each other, definitely become a patron. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com. Click on the support the show link. Also want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, Will Nave, and then King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And thank you guys again. Melissa, thanks so much for sharing. Thank um, you. I really appreciate you having me on. It means a lot to me. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, dad kind of paid me to do it, but right. it's fine. Well, as long as I get half of it, then it's fine. Yeah, so. yeah, no, totally. But he was just like, hey, I got to go buy a new hot rod. Can you just like keep Melissa company while I buy this? You know, because I know she'll be mad. No, okay. <laughs> as long as you let me drive it around. <laughs> All right. Um, Just remind people once again, what are your social media handles and your website? Yes. So Modern Defense on Facebook and Modern underscore Defense on Instagram and also Modern Defense on YouTube. And can we also just end the show by saying that Peaches just looks so adorable? She's so fucking cute. She does. She loves having her aunt around too. That's she does. She's probably she does so much love more you. Calm. Yeah. I don't think that dogs can actually sense bad people because she loves you. So it's weird. Yeah. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I will talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to leave a review and write in. I'd love to hear from you. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.